Welcome to Baking with House of Bread, and I am your host, Sheila McCann. Sprouted grain bread. It's also referred to as Bible bread or manna bread. And how the story goes, it was named after a bread that was mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 4, verse 9 in the Bible. Researching for this podcast, I went and pulled out, I have a paraphrased living Bible that my mom gave me for my birthday when I was 19 years old. (laughs) Anyway, what the section says is during the first 390 days, eat bread made of flour mixed with wheat, barley, beans, lentil, and spelt. Mix the various kinds of flour together in a jar, and you are to ration this out to yourself at the rate of eight ounces at a time, one meal a day, and use one quart of water a day. Don't use more than that. Each day, take flour from the barrel and prepare it as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dried human dung as fuel and eat it. I'm not kidding. This is what it says. And so then Ezekiel said to God, O Lord God, must I be defiled by using human dung? The Lord said, All right, you may use cow dung instead of human dung. So there's the story. I didn't expect to be that wild or to be talking about dung on this podcast, but there you go. Learn something new every day. Anyway, as you may or may not know, the Bible has a lot of references to bread. Bread is basically food in the Bible, and that's how they survived. So what is sprouted grains? Well, basically, it's grains that have been allowed to germinate or sprout before being milled into flour. And there's different types of sprouted grain bread. Ezekiel is one that I see commercially. We don't make that in the bakery. And so what we do is we take a hard winter wheat berry, the red ones. We soak those and we sprout those. And that's what we add to a whole grain mix. And it is definitely considered healthier for you. Um, I will tell you that we've had some complications with the sprouting process. And, and really what it was is that you've got to pick one employee who's going to be working for three days in a row um, and to babysit the sprouts. <laughs> because if you don't rinse them, then it, they can get moldy and mushy. Anyway, it's it's a process. It's not that hard. And I'm going to talk about that later. But first, I'm going to go into why you should consider sprouted grains. The reason that it is considered more healthy, it basically it's more nutritious and it's lower in carbohydrates and it's higher in protein. So the sprouted grains are considered to be more easily digested and the nutrients are better absorbed than traditional whole grain or certainly more than refined grains that is white flour. What happens in the sprouting, it changes the nutritional profile of the grain, making the nutrients more readily available and easier to digest. The sprouting, what it does, it partially breaks down the starches in the grain. Therefore, it lowers the carb content, and so it increases the protein versus carb ratio. The reason that there's increased nutrient absorption is the sprouting process, it basically breaks down the anti-nutrients, which are naturally occurring chemicals designed to protect the grain or beans or whatever by deterring animals from eating it. 
So the sprouting process reduces the amount of these protective chemicals, which prevents, which would prevent the absorption of nutrients and can hinder digestive enzymes. The process allows for the structure to change, making it more nutritious, easier to digest, and you can absorb it. So there's thoughts that, like one one of the acids that's anti-nutrient. And in one study, the sprouted wheat increased the absorption of iron by over 200%. And according to researchers' studies published in the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry and International Journal of Food Science and Nutrition, you increase the amount of antioxidants, vitamin C, E, and beta-carotene, and also soluble dietary fiber and protein. It's a higher um, protein content than like a normal whole grain bread. So one serving of sprouted grain bread contains 15 grams of protein compared to the 12 grams of protein that would be in our honey whole wheat recipe or our 14 harvest grain recipe. It also can slightly reduce the levels of gluten in the sprouted grain bread. It doesn't eliminate them. Because some people think, oh, I'm trying to reduce my amount of gluten, so I should have sprouted grains. Well, really, if you're trying to reduce the amount of gluten you consume, just avoid vital wheat gluten, which is that super condensed form of gluten that they add to a lot of products. If you have celiac disease, you really need to have a gluten-free product. You should not think about sprouted grain bread. So what it does do, though, it does reduce it a little bit, and it, but it doesn't eliminate it. It's more due to its lower carb and higher fiber content, that's why. And it also has a lower glycemic index compared to your whole grain breads. So a glycemic index is a measure of how quickly your food raises your blood sugar. For this reason, sprouted grain bread is especially a good choice for people with diabetes or high blood sugar or anybody. And I talked about this earlier a little bit, but fiber is typically what's missing in the American diet. So it's not protein, it's fiber. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that it's good for you. Basically, it reduces heart disease, type 2 diabetes. Um, It also makes you feel fuller, so you eat less. And it's a bulk, and so it can act like a brush. Basically, it's your colon cleaning brush, if you think of it that, that way. Okay, now for how to sprout your wheat berries. And so we are going to introduce this bread again because what happened was is that I ordered from Wheat Montana a flower shipment in November and it came and they gave me wheat berries. Now I used to mill at the bakery, but I moved into a much smaller space. I didn't have room for the mill. So now I want to order from Wheat Montana. They mill the flour for me at a low heat process and then they ship it to me. Well, this time someone crossed wires because they sent me, uh, I have to order 50 bags, 50 pound flowers at a time. And they sent me wheat berries. <laughs> so, and I was having a heck of a time trying to get rid of these things. I put it on our Facebook, you know, you can come and get one bag. And then I called like three different, three or four different bakeries in town and nobody does their milling anymore. Sort of said, well, you can use it for your sprouted wheat bread because it was the red hard winter wheat uh, berries, which are super good. So I saved two of the 50 pound bags and I end up giving away all the rest. So we're going to do the sprouted wheat bread again. And I like the hard red wheat, but you can use the gold wheat berries or whatever. You just need the whole wheat berries and you can buy them at any health food store. They generally sell them in bulk. 
So you want to rinse your wheat berries first. Take ab about, let's say, two-thirds of a cup, and that'll give you about a one and one-third a cup uh, as your final product, and that's what I want in this recipe. You want to take that amount and, and just rinse it. You could also make more than that at a time if you're going to make a lot of sprouted wheat bread. But once you get your sprouts going, it's got to go in the refrigerator. Um, and then what happened is we we kept rinsing it, and it would keep, oh, it'd keep about up to about two weeks. But then it would it pretty much would die on you. So it only has a certain amount of shelf life. And so don't think it's going to last over two weeks. But it's more likely going to be more like around seven to ten days. Rinse the wheat berries. Put it in a, we use a bucket. Maybe at home you could use a, like a quart-sized jar. What you want to do now is fill it with water. And it's like room temperature water. It's not a big deal. Just put your tap water, turn it on. And then you want to cover it. We leave that on the counter. And then the next day you got to come in and then you want to drain all the water off the wheat berries. So what you basically do is just put it in a colander and it's got to be a fine mesh colander, right? So the wheat berries don't go through there. <laughs> and then you rinse it. Um, and you're not going to see anything really the next day. And then you do the same thing. So you rinse it and then you put it back in your container, add some more water, let it soak. Um, it should be about an inch or two over the top, which will allow the berries to keep absorbing the water. You do that the next day. Rinse it. And then check your wheat berries and see if they are sprouting. You'll see a little white thing on the end, and they're also softer. You'll notice they're soft, um, softer as well. Um, I like to see a little bit of the sprouting. Um, if you're not going to be much, but it's you're going to have, you know, there's different lengths. But kind of think of like an eighth of an inch to a fourth of an inch is what you want your sprouts to merge from the berries. And then they're going to be perfect for the spread. And by the way... Since we don't live in a perfect world, what we've done is we've had to use the wheat berries early <laughs> than we would have liked to have. So they weren't really all that sprouted. They're a little less than an eighth of an inch. Um, so that's an ideal range, the eighth to the quarter of an inch. But, you know, sometimes you have a bread on the schedule. And that's one of the reasons I took this bread off the schedule, because it was complicated to get the wheat berries in the right consistency. What you can do after you get your sprouted berries, so it's going to take you generally about two days. When you get your sprouted berries, you can then you can drain them completely and then put it in your refrigerator. And you might notice that they get a little bit of a white fuzz, um, and that's really because they're growing mini shoots to extract moisture from the air. So it's not mold. You want to smell your wheat berries earlier in the process and you get an idea of what it smells like when it's fresh. Um, and then just rinse it and use it again. You can start another sprouted wheat berries for other recipes. So that's really what I would recommend for home bakers is just to try to sprout what you're going to use. So in my recipe, it's, it's one and a third cup. You can do one and a quarter. You don't really want to go too much more than one and a third because the dough needs to stick together. And too much of it in there prevent your dough from sticking together well and it could fall apart on you. I use a sponge method. This is a 100% whole grain recipe. So it's the two-step process. You do the sponge method first, right? And it's just better. It's going to taste better. It's have better texture. And it's going to be better chemistry basically than a straight dough. The longer sponge time, it allows the flavor to be coaxed out 
just kind of like a sourdough. Taste that. And then it also allows the whole wheat flour to soften up a bit. And then that'll allow for it to be less likely to tear your gluten. So in your sponge is where you're going to put your honey yeast and whole wheat flour. It's going to sit there for like two hours. And then after that, you're going to add the wheat berries. So those are going to be on the side. So that's going to come up later. So your sponge is two and a half cups of warm water. Just turn your tap on like warm, comfortable water that you like to take a shower in. And then two packages of active dry yeast, three quarters cup of honey. And then now you're going to add in your two and a half cups of whole wheat flour. And if you haven't listened to episode six, you probably should, because that talks a lot more about the sponge method. It's an easier bread to make. So if you're going to start on your whole grain journey, I would start with that honey whole wheat recipe first, and then advance to your sprouted grains and all your other grain breads. And what you want to do is put that all in a bowl, and it's going to start bubbling. And so you just let it uncover, just put it on your counter, it'll be fine. You can also cover it with a towel if you'd like. For After about two hours, you'll see why they call it a sponge. Okay, so now your second step, you're going to add one package of active dry yeast, three and a half cups of whole wheat flour. And what you can do is add three cups and then hold back the half a cup of flour until you start kneading. And then one tablespoon of salt. Now you're ready to knead the dough and get to that good dough stage. You can do it by mixer or you can do it by hand. Um, and you just want to keep in mind that your whole grain breads generally take a little bit longer and they're more delicate. Keep stopping your mixer or if you're doing it by hand, you can have a better feel of it. If it feels really hard, then you're going to have to add some water. Or if it feels super, it's going to always be sticky in the beginning and it should be. Remember your whole grains take longer to absorb water. And so in the beginning, if your hand, if you're touching the dough, just when you incorporate the ingredients and it's sticky, that's a good thing. Just keep mixing or keep kneading and then see if how that water is going to be absorbed and then it'll be less sticky for you. So when in doubt, that's why I like to have you hold back at least a half a cup of flour um, because that really, you can put that on your table when you're kneading or, or shaping too, that'll be incorporated then and so it's very difficult to take a really stiff dough um, by hand and try to add moisture to it i mean you end up having to poke it really hard and then add your water and anyway you want to avoid that so always start with a dough more sticky okay so now once you get to that good dough stage you've got your gluten development and you basically are just working with a honey whole wheat type recipe so this is just a wheat dough now you're ready to add in your sprouted grains. I like to work those in in the kneading process. So you get to about that good dough stage and then just work in your sprouted grains. And I like them to be room temperature. It's not like that big of a deal. And then you're going to add a cup and a third to this mixture. Now you're going to let divide and shape and let it proof again. Um, so this will make two large loaves your standard loaf pans or you can make you know dinner rolls out of these or you can make you know four smaller loaves so it all depends upon your pan size but your traditional loaves it'll make two of those what you want to do is take your pans 
spray them with a nonstick spray or brush oil or butter or whatever type of anti-sticking thing you want to do and just shape them into traditional loaves and put them in the baking pans. It's going to proof and it all depends upon temperature and how long you need. I mean, there's so many variables. So you really, I can't give you an exact time, 15 minutes to an hour. And I know that's a big range, but I, I don't know what temperature it is. So if you're really in a hot, humid environment, then it's going to be closer to the 15-minute range. I like it so it crests over the pan if possible. But if you've got a really big pan, it's not going to. But I'm thinking of a 9 by 5 by 3-inch pan. Um, and then it put it in the oven, and then it's going to spring up a little bit more in the oven. I don't put any egg wash on this or put anything on it. Um, you can. I mean, it's all up to you. Um, it's going to get a little bit harder crust with an egg wash. Really, it's not that much of a harder crust. It's more of a color. So you get a little bit more of a golden color on it. And then you can stick in some wheat berries on too, the sprouted grains on top. And then you bake it for about, oh, 45 minutes. Take a look at it. It might need another five to 10 minutes. Um, so if you have a thermometer, remember it has to go past 180. So anything past 180 your bread is good to go. It is a one of the more nutritious breads and it has a real following. So when we do make our sprouted grain breads, um, we get people that that's all they really want. It's kind of like the you have certain customers that you can't give them another bread. So your sprouted grain club is sort of like that. They want sprouted grains and that's about it. This is a really good tasty loaf. And so I hope you try it out and know that all that nutritional information that I was talking about in the beginning, it is really verified. So I did look at a few sites on the internet because sometimes you hear things and you're like, okay, is this really true? And I will tell you, like, people think that sourdough is better for them. Because, but really what they're thinking, well, it has less gluten. That's only in naturally leavened sourdoughs. Really, that's how you're going to see the benefit. And in this bread... You don't have to worry about the leavening. It's more of the sprouted process um, that breaks down a little bit of the gluten in the wheat berries. Not that gluten's bad. I think a natural amount of gluten entering your body is most people have no problems with it. And it also happens to be whole grain breads, and this sprouted grain bread is one of them, really is, they are nutritional powerhouses. So I get kind of defensive, you know, once in a while I have my friends tell me, oh, they're trying to cut back on their gluten or whatever, or they're just the bread, you know, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because they're my friends, I can be quite honest with them. But when I get customers come in and they tell me about, oh, bread's my weakness, I'm like, really? It could be your strength if you just stick to the whole grain breads. But of course, then they want the, you know, banana nut bread and the chocolate zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> They're not picking out the sprouted grain bread or the harvest grain or honey whole wheat or nine grain breads, right? Until next time, everybody, happy baking.